Stream Guys Streaming Media Services is proud to sponsor Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Delivering audio and video to the web since 2000, Stream Guys is the affordable, reliable, and scalable choice for today's demanding media delivery needs. Stream to iPhones, mobile devices, and PCs all from the same platform. Stream in Windows Media, QuickTime, and the ubiquitous Flash using our full-featured, low-cost Wowza Flash servers. Increase your ROI with our subscription system and pre-roll ad services and turn your content into cash. Stream Guys, offering professional streaming media services for the smartest businesses on the internet. Learn more at www.streamguys.com. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. 28 years on the air covering the latest in consumer tech. And of course, that includes things like products and services and gadgets and gizmos and websites and apps, just all sorts of things. If it involves tech, we try to cover it in all these years. And we're delighted that you've tuned in even more delighted and happy when you call in and participate on the program. A couple of fun, easy ways to do that. If you'd like me to hold your hand through the process, and I like it, I have a warm hand, then you are welcome to call our 800 number anytime, toll-free from anywhere in North America. That's 800-899-INTO, as in into tomorrow. Aren't we clever? 800-899-4686. Or you can visit our website on any device with a browser and a microphone and click on the Ask Dave red mic that's off over off to the right when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. And tap that button and you can ask a question, make a comment, help other listeners, share some tech rage, whatever you'd like to do. Either way, we would love for you to be on the show. And not just because we send you prizes, but because your participation makes the show. Our next guest is set out to understand what companies are doing to build resiliency into their organizations and what others should do to follow their lead. So there's a little something there for everybody. The Executive VP and Chief Information Officer with SAS is Jay Upchurch. Jay, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Uh, You guys uh, did some interesting, uh, I guess, study very recently, uh, finding out things like 97% of executives believe resiliency is very or somewhat important, and 87% said it helps them prepare for unforeseen events. Well, first of all, what are you guys referring to when you talk about resiliency? Is there one thing in particular or just the company stays alive? Yeah, it's a great question. So we define resiliency as the ability of an organization to prepare for, and more importantly, respond to the disruptions and market changes by having a set of systems and structure and culture effectively to adapt and, and change and pivot quickly. So that's that's really where we were trying to get to as far as the essence of what does resiliency really mean. And then one other interesting point to make off of what you mentioned about 97% saying that resiliency is incredibly important to their business success, 47% said that they are actually resilient. That's a huge gap, right, between those that value it and those that are actually capable. That is the resiliency gap. And in our mind, that's really the gap between rhetoric and reality. Wow. That's fascinating because I guess it tells us that maybe they don't have confidence in their own organization. Is that what we pull from that? Absolutely. I think there is a, a lot of uncertainty around how resilient their company is. And again, that, that is that, that ability for that company to pivot in the face of uncertainty. Wow. As we head in towards, you know, towards 2024, we know this is going to be our fourth consecutive year of just ongoing disruption and economic ambiguity. 
So it's more important than ever before now that companies are prepared for and anticipating what might be around the bend. So again, they can not only survive the challenges of the day, but really thrive as uh, as the market changes. Awesome. Well, one of the key findings, I think, in your research was talking about resiliency rules. What Mm -hmm. would they be? Well, yeah, let me let me give you a little bit of frame on the on the study itself. So it was a global study. We we interviewed over 2,400 senior executives from large companies across the major industries that you would you would expect manufacturing, healthcare, government and, and many more. Um, as we ex- executed the survey, they were in-depth interviews with each of the, the senior leaders. And it was great to get their perception of reality uh, around resiliency at their company. So we had a good chance to kind of dig in and, and see where and how they, they, they felt and scored themselves. What popped out of that was this, this resiliency index. And the index basically says there's really three categories of resiliency. Are you low, are you immediate, uh, moderate, excuse me, or are you high? Interesting enough, about 20% of those, those surveyed were in that low category, about 50 per, 54% excuse me, were in moderate, and about 26% were actually rating themselves as being highly resilient. Wow. Out of those categories of highly resilient, we found five principles, if you will, that those organizations had attend, had, had followed, and, and, and those, those ultimately became what, what we're calling our resiliency rules. And, and I'll, before I take you through all five of them, I'll say that you can't do just one. It's it's a definitely uh, a need for a resilient company to focus in on all four. It's kind of that right mixture, that right cocktail, if you will, just a recipe to drive towards resiliency as a company. So, so it's, it's all or nothing, uh, basically, right? It, it is. You can't do one. You can't just focus in on just one. And, and you, you'll see as we kind of walk through them why that's so important. Okay. So let me walk you through the five. Um, first of all, speed and agility. And this is pretty self-explanatory. It's just the organization's ability to quickly pivot in the face of, of change. Um, not every company can do that well. Sometimes they might over-rotate uh, in, different, in different scenarios. So again, this is something that's really important. Number two is innovation. And this is just all around a company's drive towards innovation, not just doing the same thing that you've done over and over and over again, but looking for new ways to do your jobs. Number three, equity and responsibility. In today's world, right, organizations have responsibility to ensure that the technology innovations that they drive, not only are driving resiliency, but doing it in in a responsible and ethical manner that builds trust, trust with your employees, trust in your brand, trust with your customers. Uh, Number four, data, culture, and literacy. This is a big one, a really, really big one, because what we found was that a a large number, 93%, if you will, of highly resilient companies implemented strong data tools, strong data culture, strong data first mindset. That's over 22% of low resilient peers. So almost four times more likely they leaned hard into data when that, again, speaks to why data is so important in driving resiliency. And then the last, the last one would be curiosity. So the last resilient rule. So curiosity, obviously, the organization's ability to seek new information, explore new possibilities, ask the right questions to help prepare for what might be around the corner. And I can see where it really does take all five. I mean, a couple of them are, are kind of close together. Uh, I think it's number two and number five <laughs> look like, you know, you've, you've got to be prepared to do things differently and accept new challenges. Um, and that absolutely makes sense. Uh, but what's scary is do you get much bounce back from folks that say, 
that's a lot of work. Well, yeah. Do you do you plan to keep your company alive? <laughs> the, you're, you're spot on. A couple of things that are, that are interesting. One on the curiosity front. Only twenty. Sorry, only fifty nine percent of those surveyed truly valued curiosity. And I think if you wow. think about the the world today and the the results driven mindset that we all have, it makes it difficult to create time and space for your organization and your employees to go into you know, offline or, or airplane mode, if you will, mm-hmm. and actually start to re- revert back to your native curiosity and think about things in a different way, think a different way to approach stuff. That's a, That was astounding. And then another data that, I, that point that I love was that more than 35% of those surveyed, so over a third admitted that they were overwhelmed with data. So in the face of complexity and challenge with just being overwhelmed with data, not creating enough time and space to allow your employees to be creative and and and, and thought provoking. You're back to, okay, I'm just gonna keep hitting the button the same way that I've been doing it for years and years and years. And what you did yesterday will likely not make you successful tomorrow. Wow. And of course, I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of executives probably uh, are looking even to their employees to come up with better ways to do things, yet it's the executives that have to be, uh, I guess, more free to make decisions and actually dig in, especially to those five points you talked about. That, that, that's right. So I think there are three traits that we look at as, a high, as highly resilient executives. I think the first one is just having and developing a deep appreciation and understanding on the return on investment for resiliency. It's not necessarily gonna be a particular hard ROI on, on, on cost savings or reduction. It's more of, of a realization that this is an imperative for business survival. Mm-hmm. Second one I'd mention is you've gotta commit, you gotta lean in, you gotta go at it as, with your, your, your full weight, if you will, on data analytics and of course doing that in an ethical way. And then last, number three, I'd say you cannot do it alone. It's got to be company-wide. You're not going to do it individually or as a small group. It is a team sport, and you've got to um, ask everyone around you uh, to, to, to lean into it and, and be consistent in, in your behavior. Excellent, excellent points. And, of course, those executives and employees company-wide need to learn and not be afraid to face disruption because that's going to be what it takes. Uh, you're exactly right. So, you know, going back 10 years ago, IT was the, you know, asked to be the great disruptor. We were driving digital disruption. We were trying to figure out new things. And while that may still be true and consistent today, we know that the larger disruptive forces are actually those outside of our control, uh, again, really in the macro world. So whether or not that's, uh, again, economic headwinds, pandemics, geopolitical issues, anything along those lines, all companies have to be prepared to react. And again, that preparation means having access to the right data, making sure that that data is available with analytics in the hands of executives at the right moment to make the right decision for their companies for their long-term survival. It is all about resiliency. And Jay, where can our listeners go for more info? Well, go to blogs.sas.com. Uh, and there you, there's a, a banner at the top that allow you to click in and you can read the entire resiliency rules survey. And then also I've mentioned that there is a resiliency rules um, assessment tool that allow you to go in and self-assess. It's free. Uh-huh. Just go in, take a look, and you can see how you're measuring up against that resiliency index that I mentioned earlier. 
Um, and as you go through it, it's a great opportunity to think about the questions that are asked and figure out like how does that apply to you in every day? And especially how do you think about running your company and where you deploy your resources and your assets? Uh, love it. And you should do that if you're serious about your business and certainly want it to keep going. Great stuff. Jay Upchurch, Executive VP and Chief Information Officer with SAS. Thanks so much for joining us into tomorrow and let's stay in touch. Good stuff. Thank you, Dave. My pleasure. Cool. We'll get you there to blog.sas.com and visit us anytime at intotomorrow.com. We'll link you to see what Jay's up to and his team and how they are working to help you maintain that resiliency. Much needed. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network.